Uh, LSU had just got Nick Saban, and he uh, came uh, to my living room. He was, he was like late on the recruiting trail, and so I, I mean, I'm sure he was jetting around, but he was like one of the last coaches that I got that I talked to, um, and you know, he was. I mean, was, my my family was impressed. We were impressed, um, and so they were probably like number two. Um, I almost went to, to LSU. You're listening to For the Athlete, a podcast aimed at humanizing the athlete by giving them a platform to control their own narrative and tell their life stories. As always, here's your host, Brooks Huber. What's up, everyone? You're listening to another episode of For the Athlete. Today, I'm joined by former NFL player turned entrepreneur, Mark Clayton. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Man, Briggs, appreciate you having me, man. Mark, you were an Oklahoma Sooners legend, drafted in the 2005 NFL draft by the Ravens, and has your own headphones company called Live. We're going to talk about all of this and then some within the next 25 minutes. Love it. Love it. Let's get it. Well, I like to start these episodes off with some icebreaker questions to help you get comfortable and to give the listeners some information about you before we get started. So the first question I have to ask is, what's your favorite memory in the NFL? Uh, getting drafted is uh, it's, it's the one that, that you know, precedes them all and is, is the one that is uh, ultimately like, you know, the accomplishment. And I, I talk to my son, now he's 15, and I'm always telling him about getting in. Like getting in is so hard, it's, it's, it's not easy to get in. Um, but you know, getting in is, is just the beginning of the work, but to get in is, it's a, it's a big deal. A lot of people across the world, uh, don't get in. Yeah. Did you know where you're getting drafted? Do you have any, do you hear anything? Cause you were first round pick, which is the highest, um, draft pick on for the athletes so far. So congratulations on that. Did right. you kind of have a feeling of where you're going? Yeah. Um, I thought my agent, uh, Ben Dagra was, uh, he gave me a heads up, and, and before you go into it, you get a, a draft grade, and they tell you around what round you'll probably be drafted in. And so I had a one-two grade, and um, you know, before I ran, before I went to the combine, he was like, "Man, you need to run a good 40. If you run a really good 40, you're probably gonna, you know, secure your spot in that in, in the first round." And I was like, "All right, cool. That's that's all I need to hear. Say less." And uh, I was, you know, fortunate to go and run like a four-four-zero and four-four-one. And uh, after that, you know, he was excited. I was excited. And, um, you know, sure enough, leading up to draft day, he was like, I, I, you know, I, I think you I think you snuck in there. And, uh, you know, when the Ravens called, he told me before they called, he was like, I think, you know, Baltimore going to move on you. And sure enough, I uh, got that call. And, you know, Ozzy, Ozzy, you know, was on the other end. And it was, that was all she wrote. Well, the last time they had the 22nd overall pick, the Ravens, they drafted you. This year they had the 22nd overall pick and they drafted Zay Flowers. So very cool to see that type of connection. I read that you're a big uh, Madden guy. So my mm-hmm. question is, uh, Xbox or PlayStation? Man, I started off on PlayStation. Uh, actually, shoot, I started off way back, way, way back, Sega. <laughs> but um, made it to PlayStation. I was a PlayStation guy. And uh, at the end of college, I converted to Xbox and was that have been an Xbox guy ever since. Um, you know, mud championships was you know primarily Xbox. Uh, took a tour to EA uh, to run, and when I learned that they actually developed a game on Xbox, 
<laughs> I thought that was awesome. Um, but yeah, I'm an Xbox guy. And what, I, what I'm most excited about is next year, for the first time, finally, I believe we'll be able to have crossplay. And so the Xbox guys will be able to play the PlayStation guy. Yeah, Eric Rayweather broke that probably last week, I think it is. Um, so that was exciting. That's exciting news. That, that, that's breaking news for me. Nice. I feel like, and I feel like that's it for a lot of people. You yeah. just may have broken a big story here. So crossplay uh, is officially a thing starting next year. Starting next year, crossplay is a thing with uh, and so X Gen Five Xbox to Gen Five PlayStation Gen Four Xbox to Gen Four PlayStation. Yes, that's incredible. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I, I've that, been waiting on that for so long. Oh my god, yeah. Do you play a lot of Xbox with your son then? I do. So uh, yeah, he's a he's a PlayStation, and you know we got him PS Five, and that I love that system also. The the gen these. The new Xbox and the uh, PS5 are they're magnificent systems, um, but yeah, we we get after it, and he smashes me in 2K, and then I I dominate him in that. My next question is: Before deciding on going to Oklahoma, what other colleges were you looking at? Man, my last three ended up being um, Oklahoma, uh, Missouri, and LSU. Uh, LSU had just got Nick Saban, and he. Uh, came uh, to my living room. He was, he was like late on the recruiting trail, and so I, I mean, I'm sure he was jetting around, but he was like one of the last coaches that I got that I talked to. Um, and you know, he was. I mean, he, my my family was impressed. We were impressed, um, and so they were probably like number two. Um, we were, I almost went to to LSU. How come you decided not to go to LSU? I think I asked you later on about Oklahoma. But what was your yeah. thought process of not going uh, to Baton Rouge? Um, and so the impact that I had from Coach Venables, Steve Spurrier Jr., and uh, Coach Stoops was substantial. Um, I mean, just I, I trusted them. I trusted BV. He was recruiting this area at that time. And um, in addition to my family, I have a lot of family in Oklahoma. I was born there. Uh, and then it gave my family that was in Dallas the ability to just go up and watch games. Well, that's perfect. Well, yeah, you just listed like a, like a really stacked coaching staff right there that I had no idea was all at Oklahoma at the same time. So <laughs> yeah. That's, no, that, that's a great yeah. coaching staff. No wonder why you guys were in the natty so many times. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Next, what piece of advice would you share with your younger self knowing what you know now about your life? Um, I would I would tell myself to take a finance class, like to learn finances sooner. Yeah, I took a finance class this year. It was really hard, but I think mm -hmm. it taught me a lot of stuff that I'm gonna need to know in the real world. Yep. And I'm surprised that's not mandatory in a lot of schools or at least college. I know, it's uh, high school. I mean, I, I, there's no reason why a finance class shouldn't be in high school. Um, I mean, yeah, they, you have to take three years of science. Like, why not? Why not? <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't know how much science I've done in my adult life, but I I know how much money I've had and how much money I've, I've ran through. <laughs> that, yeah, see, yeah, finance, that thing you can have, you can learn for your entire life. Science, mm -hmm. unless you're going to like a science major, you really only need to know for like four years. And that's just yeah. to get through the test. <laughs> Most definitely. <laughs> exactly. 
So I read that you didn't start playing football until your junior year. So with that in mind, what was your favorite sport growing up? Basketball. I was I was all about that that round ball. What year did you start playing? Um, I actually started playing football before basketball. I started football when I was five years old. And so I, I had always played. I was a defense. I was a defensive player. Uh, basketball, probably. I was pretty young, still like eight, nine, ten. But it got serious around that time, and I was, I was serious when it came to basketball. I was also, I also became a card collector. Um, those were some of my favorite cards were my basketball cards, uh, then, my, then my baseball cards. Football cards was last, um, but basketball was that was that was my passion. That's incredible. So for the last question is, what was your welcome to the NFL moment? Every NFL player has it, and they're always so unique. I want to hear yours. One was like an all deal. My first game, my rookie year, uh, we played the Colts. Uh, Monday Night Football, Ray Lewis at home. So he he's doing his dance. I think that, you know, obviously that's amazing. But for me, a receiver, our first game to be against Peyton Manning, who I considered the best quarterback in the NFL, certainly at that time. Uh, and then to see a, a Reggie Wayne, because I looked up to Marvin Harrison. Uh, he was, I mean, he's probably the most efficient, most fundamentally sound receiver that I got to see. Uh, then there was Wedge Rain and Stokely and, you know, that whole off juggernaut of an offense. Um, pre-game, you know, you do your warm-ups and off, you're, off, you're going, you're, you know, doing the, the line drills and everything. And I'm, I was standing you know, at the 50 yard line, we're on their side, just just watching them in awe of how sharp everything was that they were doing uh, while I was supposed to have been doing my warmups. Uh, and sure enough, after a little while, all I hear is somebody scream my name, Clayton, Clayton. And I turn around and his coach like, get your ass over here. And so I go over and do my, you know, do my pregame warm-up. But dude, I was I was just in awe of just watching those guys, uh, just how they operate. It was, I was such a big fan, even as a you know, rookie, a player. Uh then the other one was a hit. Uh the same year later we played Detroit and um uh Kenoy Kennedy. I had to run a slant from the slot and he he knew it, I knew it before the play. It was third down. He, he, it's like those vets. They just know the play. Sometimes they just know it. And so, I knew that he knew, and I have, still have to run it and you know try to catch it. Uh, fortunately, it was a ball that was you know fairly low, but he made it count, and I, I felt he hit me literally like right on top of my head, and I swore I shrunk like a solid inch and a quarter. <laughs> but uh, that was the. That was the hardest hit I had that year, uh, by far. And those two are my welcome to the league moments. So quarterbacks nowadays, they should they, they kind of know not to throw right into the middle on a slant because that's just like a suicide mission for for wide receivers yeah. right there. Like you know you're gonna get hit really hard. You know you're gonna have to be icing yourself after the game. For sure. Yeah. I like, mean you gotta do it positions you wanna be Yeah, there's I mean <laughs> Right. Yeah. It's, you know, there's moments when you line up and you know, okay, we're good. Like, we're good here. I can see the space. I can see, you know, the safety is not a factor. 
the guy that's walked down over me, that, I just got to beat that guy. And the quarterback will beat the other guy with his eyes. We're good. But there's sometimes when you know, like, as a maybe like a, a buzz or some different kind of defense, and you know the guy just, he's going to that area. But you know, in practice, like, you've been the guy and the ball's coming. And it's just, you better just, whatever you do, just catch the ball. Like, you're going to take it. Just just hold on to the ball. And that's what you got to do. When you had a man up, and drop your butt to hold the ball. That was the end of the rap or the icebreaker for you. Thank you for participating. Let's sure. now talk about your early life and like college days. Obviously, you're going to have some inspirations in your life to get to where you are because you yep. got to where very few have been and many want to be, which is in the NFL and out of premier college like Oklahoma. So who was your inspiration growing up that got you to where you are today? Man, uh, Peter Wark, I'd have to say. Um, I started watching him, I guess that was my junior year, 97-98, when he burst on the scene, and then 99, in that, that national championship game, um, Florida State, Virginia Tech. I'll never forget like every play he made in that game. Um, but uh, yeah, Peter Ward, he was, super influential because a lot of my game was based kind of from basketball. I used to, you know, crossover like Iverson. That was my whole crossover, like being really quick and I, I'm going to cross you over. And then it was and one was going on, like and one was big at the time. So a lot of that, the handles and making people turn around and, you know, doing a lot of that stuff was, that was me. That's what I, I love to do. And I was able to do it. And then, that converted to being a receiver where you can make DBs turn around and you know, essentially you're crossing them over on the football field. And uh, Peter Work was a guy that was just exceptional at it. And when I first saw him, you know, get the ball in his hands and start cutting and cutting back and going full speed and put one foot in the ground and step back and do a fly by his face, I, you know, I was locked in from then, then on. Any game that was on, any Florida State game, um, I was I was trying to find it and I was trying to look for Peter Ward. Uh, so yeah, he was he was big 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 influence on me uh, getting to that space. That's that's really cool to see because I love hearing who inspires who because uh, it all goes down the line. Somebody yeah. who was definitely inspired by your tape and that person was inspired and it goes yeah. all the way down. It's really cool. Um, yeah. So like we talked about, you kind of you did play football a little bit earlier and then you kind of stopped to focus on basketball and then started back up. Yep. But despite all of that, you got recruited by Bob Stoops to go to the University of Oklahoma. Why did you pick Oklahoma? And you kind of did answer that with all the coaches there. Um, and what was the biggest thing that Coach Stoops taught you in your time in Norman? Um, I said the, the biggest thing I learned I still, you know, hold on to today is just it's, it's team, like teamwork. Like I was, I was fortunate to be in a group. Our group uh, produced, you know, a Heisman Trophy winner, um, a, a Lombardi Award winner, um, a Belinikoff finalist. Um, I think a Butkiss Award winner. Like we had uh, a Thorpe, you know, Award uh, winner finalist. Um, just a lot of guys in that our freshman group going in um, that grew up together. And, you know, we didn't know what we were getting into. Coming out of high school, I, don't, I, just, I definitely didn't know what I was getting into. I was like, football was over. I'm not doing no offseason. I'm playing another sport, so I play basketball. Basketball was over, definitely not doing another. <laughs> I'm playing, so I ran track, and the track was over. 
uh, I tried tennis. I would baseball. I'll, I'll try any sport, just not to do the off season. I hated working out, and so getting into college. I mean, I still hate working out. But getting into college, you know, going going through those workouts and and then seeing the benefits from it, um, and through the pain and everything, like I, I quit. Like my first few workouts, I quit and I tried to escape and go to the Oklahoma City to my grandma's house and leave football. <laughs> but uh, she she actually sniffed it out and took me back to school. But uh, man, I I just I didn't see I, I I didn't see and I didn't understand you know the value of that until I saw it. And when I saw it, it made sense. Then I saw what it meant to work together in a unit, as a team, uh, to be on the same page, and then to encourage each other when we didn't feel like doing it. Um, those things are, I mean, they're transformational um, and they stick, which is why all of my kids, they, they'll play a team sport in some capacity. Like you're gonna get, you know, some kind of organized, team activity where you're working together where you you're hurting together you lose together you win together you do you do things together that community kind of uh, vibe and 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 aspect of life is huge and so to have been with a great leader um, that led us through all of that I I mean I, I I'm so grateful and that's why you know a lot of us still absolutely love and adore you know coach Stoops and everything that he did and I was fortunate to do, you know, with and for him. Yeah, so you weren't surprised at all when you saw his XFL team win the XFL championship. Like that didn't surprise you at all? No, no. I mean, and that's that's the old staff. You know, Coach Long is over there. Uh, Jay, like, it's, it's really cool to see them together. I know they're having fun, a great time. And obviously, when, when you win a championship, there's, you know, no, no better feeling than that. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I'm certainly happy for them, but it wasn't – a total surprise to see Coach Stoops go into the XFL and win the first XFL championship. I saw he was there before and then they had the shutdown. So I'm glad he was able to win it this year and hopefully he can win it for many years to come, right? Oh yeah, most definitely. I mean, and you know, now that you got a taste of it, I I can only imagine what's, what's about to happen next. That's right in our backyard, so we'll get so, to see it firsthand. Oh yeah, did you make it to any of the games? Yeah. Yeah, no, they're great. They do a great job. They, um, uh, you know, repurposed the old Rangers stadium um, and they put, you know, stay, uh, a whole section up inside the stadium and the field is very nice and the crowd has been energetic and it's grown. Obviously now, you know, with the winning the championship, it's going to be incredible next year, I already know. But uh, yeah, Arlington has been really, really receptive. The DFW Metroplex have been really receptive and uh, of, of the Renegades and you know it's been a spring sport now and we get football in the spring that's it's just it's, it's cool yeah I'm all for more football I wish football could be every month of the year and with XFL yeah. that certainly helps most definitely so we're we're talking about Bob Stoops um, and how you were a Sooners legend you came into the league as a first round pick how do you deal with such high expectations? And what's something that you know now that you wish you would have known at the start of your professional career? Yeah, my I mean, expectations, I think, are dealt with for me with uh, the ability that I know God has given me to be able to focus, be disciplined and, and work at what it is that I'm doing. Um, I've, you know, you, you put so much work in uh, before a game that when you're playing the game, it's 
it's almost second nature. I think, I mean, and, you know, Rip, you know, being Kobe Bryant, like he talked about more than anybody just in, in terms of he's repped some so many times that where he could close his eyes, uh, roll out of bed with his eyes closed and probably do it and do it better than 99% of the world. Um, I mean, 99.999% of the world at that. But um, no, that, that part, uh, being appreciative for the gifts that God has given and the ability to to take it, be disciplined and go work at that craft. When the lights come on, that's just fun. Like it's, it really is, it's, it's fun, it's fun. And you're not wearing it, you, you're, now you get to just, you get to go play. I'm not thinking about how to run a certain route. I'm not thinking about my plays or what play, what, what route I run on a certain play. That's just, you know, second nature. I get to look at the defender and I get to talk to him. You know, I'm, I'm on to the next thing. I, I can tell, I'm starting to tell them what they're about to do uh, before they do it, which, you know, is an advantage for, for me. And it makes it fun because uh, now you can talk talk a little noise and, and not be second guessing everything. That's an incredible outlook on everything. I'm glad you shared that. So for the next question that we have, is let's talk about some of the injuries that you dealt with towards the end of your career. Injuries are a part of the game, sadly. If it wasn't, a lot of amazing careers would still be going on and would be prolonged. Yep. Most definitely. Uh, so you, you suffered a rupture patellar tendon. Hopefully I pronounced that right. Again, yeah. I'm not really a science guy or a bio guy. That's just oh, you're not, good. That's, you, 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 that's yeah, not part of my, my repertoire. But <laughs> in your right knee, you which limit... <laughs> which limited you to playing seven games in your last two seasons. How hard was that time period on you, not only physically going through physical therapy, but mm -hmm. mentally as well? It was tough. It was really tough. Um, you know, being in, in St. Louis um, at that time, man, it was the first time that, you know, I felt like I was in college again as a receiver where we're throwing the ball. You know, we're throwing the ball. I mean, first game, we threw the ball 55 times, which I'm like, this is la la land. <laughs> um, not like ten catches and you know hundred plus yards or whatever, but um, that's you know going into the NFL. That's what you picture. And so in our first you know four games, we were two and two, and so we we're feeling good. Everybody's feeling good. And that fifth game, we we're playing Detroit at Detroit, and that's when I ruptured my patella tendon pretty early in the game. And so me, I'm like oh, another injury, no big deal. I'll you know get surgery, go to rehab. I'll be right back. Um, that was just how my mind worked. It was, you know, whatever the, whatever the, 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 the failure was or whatever the injury or whatever the setback was, it was like, oh, this is a moment and it will pass just like every other one. Uh, but this one was different and it, it lasts for quite a while. It was a, a whole year of recovery and I didn't make it back till middle of that next season. I was fortunate that they signed me back, um, for you know the the next season, and was looking forward to getting back involved and uh, just picking up right where I left off. And but when I got back, everything was it wasn't the same. Uh, that patella is a is a hell of an injury. And uh, as I was playing, middle of the game, I'll be like, uh, I think yeah, I think I need to sit my I think I need to sit my down. And sure, I probably I retired on on a punt return. Like I coach put me out on a punt return, and I'm back there and. I want to say we're playing Seattle or something. I don't know, but beautiful punt, like absolutely beautiful punt, and there's plenty of room. And there's one that you know, you're like, okay, yeah, if it's work, 
And as I moved to get in position to catch it, my knee was sliding and I was just like, I, I can't, I can't, I can't risk it. And so I fair caught the ball and was down right there, went back to the sideline. I just told coach, like, I'm, I'm done. I was like, man, I, I can't go. My knee, like, it ain't, it ain't good. I was like, man, you're gonna have to get somebody else in. And after that, that was, that was essentially it. Oh, that's, that's terrible. I, I know you probably wanted to play a couple more seasons after that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I guess you can always think what could have been with everything. If that didn't yeah. happen, would you still be getting all those targets in St. Louis and whatnot? But right. you know, at the end of the day, you know, that's, that's what God made for you. And that's exactly that's the right that you have right now. But oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. you turned it into a success, though. Yeah, uh, I was gonna say this for later, but we can talk yeah. about this right now. Yeah, you yeah. To earn that into your company, headphone company, live. Yep. Let's talk about it because I did some research on it. It's not like any other headphones out it there. It, it's awesome, and I can't yeah. believe I haven't heard Thanks. of it until I sat down with you today. You were featured on Forbes, which I found out that's the way you pronounce it. It's not Forbes, even oh. though that's what your brother yeah. wants to tell you. And then yeah. also Sports Illustrated as well. Yeah. Let's yeah. talk a little bit about that. Yeah, man, dude. And so it's crazy because, you know, like you said, you hadn't heard much about it. I had those couple of articles, but I didn't, I didn't really have a, a lot of push. Um, but the concept came during that career season ending injury. Um, a lot of the rehab that I did was in the swimming pool, a lot of running, um, you know, to take the weight off. And I wore beats and I enjoyed them. I enjoyed the sound. I enjoyed over ears and I enjoyed, you know, big bass and all that. Uh, but what would happen was they they would move on my head and I did not want to get them wet because they'd be done. Um, and I wanted music on my headphone actually um, without having my phone. And so I was like, man, why, why isn't there an over here that I can just wear and it's like secure and I can do this, I can do all this stuff and I don't have to worry about it sliding. And that sent me to sketching the concept. So I sketched the concept that I thought would, would work, which was changing the headband and making it uh, ergonomically different than what had has existed for the last since headphones have been invented, um, and uh, my my partner I worked with to create it um, made it happen, and it worked. Um, and in it working, you know, we just went through and did a lot. Of, I mean, essentially, it was it was test. That was our MVP, uh, and and as we've honed that in, and you know, I went back to the drawing board and have done a tremendous amount of redesign work on the headphone and now have a couple new partners that are awesome uh, with JLab Audio and uh, Raindrop Agency, who will most definitely make sure the marketing uh, is on point. And uh, you will hear about it this time. I'll show you that. <laughs> um, awesome. And so, yeah, now we're in a we're in a whole nother uh, ball game. And this, the unit that I'm coming back, coming out with now is refined and uh, is very sexy, uh, very modern uh, and very functional at the same time. And so I'm very excited about it. Well, I love the features that your headphone has and it, cause it's nothing like what's out there right now. Like, yeah, you have like the wireless ones or whatever, but yeah. the, like, like, like you said, the band, it's not on top of your head now, it's in the back. So that's not gonna fall off when you're doing some quick routes or at the gym, you know, doing one-on-ones, that's gonna stay in your head. And are you able to like switch what, like like shuffle your playlist on yep. that headset? Yeah, so how, how does that work? How can people who have it listen to it without a phone? Yeah, so the original model had a onboard storage. And so you could upload uh, song files to it and listen to the songs 
on the headphone. Uh, the new model um, will not have onboard storage, but you'll be able to use an app uh, similar to headphones that exist now to shuffle through your music, uh, depending on what uh, song uh, uh, playlist or uh, what um, brand you listen to in terms of whether it's Apple or Spotify or any of those. Um, you'll be able to shuffle through, through your music on your phone or on the headphone. Um, but we have um, concepts for future models that will absolutely be uh, incredible uh, as, the, as they come. This is insane technology. I can't wait to see how you keep progressing through all this. And who knows, I might just have to buy a pair because this is this technology is blowing my mind right now. Oh yeah, just wait. We're, I mean, we're we are on the, you know, we're at the very beginning, but we have some concepts uh, in, in the, from the tech space to make music a lot more seamless for you know any any listener, not only the active listener, but just listener of music, somebody who loves music. Uh, our our mission is really to make music and and what we do from a development standpoint uh, make that seamless into your life. At any at any area absolutely revolutionary where can the listeners buy your headphones so these are not uh launched yet we will be launching uh later this year um we're looking at an october launch date um we may move it up but uh just you can go to uh, livebrand.com uh you can see the old model there uh and if you're interested in in the new model just shoot me a note sounds great well, you guys heard that here first. Go right there and you guys get your own pair of live headphones. I can't wait to see the model launch in October, hopefully sooner. Most definitely, yeah. <laughs> Me neither. Lastly, if you had never made it to the NFL, what career path were you interested in going down? I read that you know, you were thinking maybe engineering, but as being an all-American football player, you really don't have the time for that. Yep. Uh, you're thinking architect <laughs> as well. Again, same same issue right there. Ended up yep. doing a communications major. Yep. What were you thinking? Yep. Uh, and so if, if football wasn't how I was, I was ready to go to the Air Force. Um, a lot of my really? my family were in the service. Yep. And so we've had a Marine, uh, Army. Nobody, you know, went to the Air Force at that time. But what the Air Force had was a, a they had a great engineering program, and there was jets. And so, you know, I, I thought, you know, learning how to fly jets would be incredible. Um, in addition to, you know, studying engineering, which it could be aeronautics. But um, yeah, I, that that was my plan uh, before I got starting in uh, offers from colleges was just to go to the Air Force. So because your family was so heavily involved in the service, did you have to move frequently or were you kind of stationed in the same spot for yeah it was before same spot so yeah it was like it was my grandpa and then both of my uncles um close to them but uh no my 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 immediate family my mom my dad they were not so we were we we're pretty stable i mean we we're oklahoma and then texas uh that, that was it well hey that's a great place to be i hope one day i can move down to texas because i I love being around that area. <laughs> oh, come on, man. It's growing like crazy. Your your, your podcast will, will continue to grow like crazy with it. Um, you know, it's a, it's a great state, man. Yeah. Well, yeah, I hope I'm able to settle down there eventually someday. 
Is there anything else that I haven't asked you about that you want to talk on? Anything that you want the listeners to know? Uh, no, man. This this has been great. It's been great for me, man. I, I don't. Yeah, I'm a I'm a simple guy. I, I keep it simple. <laughs> well, that's incredible. Hopefully, I can have you on the show again right before the launch yeah. in October, and so we can help promote that a little bit more. Uh, thank yeah. you so much for hopping on the show. Uh, that's a wrap on this episode for the athlete. Huge shout out to Mark Clayton for coming on to the show, and I hope you keep having success with the headphone brand and yeah, keep doing your thing. Appreciate it, big. This is big time, man. Thank you. Appreciate you having me on, man. My name is Brooks Huber, and you're listening to For the Athlete. Thanks for listening to For the Athlete. As always, be on the lookout for another athlete appearance next week. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and wherever you listen to podcasts.